Coming up on Stu Does America, the media has finally pumped themselves up enough to find the courage to ask Joe Biden about Tara Reid's sexual assault allegations. Only took him more than a month. Good work, guys. Plus, it won't surprise you that Alex Jones wants to eat, but you may be surprised about what he wants to eat. And with states opening up businesses around the country, there are new risks to think of, because if things don't turn out horribly, what is your annoying neighbor going to angrily post on Facebook about? Think about the real victims for a second here. Be sure to subscribe to all of our excellent content. It is absolutely free on YouTube. Click the bell and get alerts for all videos. And we're on all the social media networks as well, at Stu Does America. That doesn't mean that social media really likes our content all that much. We try to get you everything we do for free, but that exists at the whim of these big tech companies. The only way to guarantee we can connect is to subscribe at blazetv.com slash stew. When you're there, make sure to enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show and it gets you 30 bucks off. Okay, it's Freedom Friday. After the show, I'm going out to dinner, like at an actual restaurant because I am a brave, death-defying explorer that also happens to be hungry. Stu does America. Yes, it is here. It's Freedom Friday in Texas. After this show, I am going out to an actual restaurant to eat dinner. I know. You are pretty excited for me, aren't you? You might say, isn't that dangerous? And anyway, it looks like you've already had dinner about a dozen times today. And that is a fair point. I will grant you that. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. And I don't want you to think that we're not laser focused on what's important in these difficult times. We're all in this together. You're not alone. We can persevere. We will persevere. Here at Stu Does America, we care about you, random audience member. We're devoted to you. We are with you. May we never lose a single potential audience member to this nightmare again. Stand proud. Stand together. And later on, remember that in uncertain times, we were here for you with this encouraging message, soft yet pensive piano music, and soothing imagery. After all this is over, we hope you look back at these difficult times and think of this message positively. Then you're more likely to give us your money. Stu Does America. We stand with you and your struggle with herpes. I'm really sorry you have it and I hope you find a cure. But either way, we'll take your money. We love you, random person in the audience. And we love your herpes. Hey, herpes sufferers, we see you and we love you and your money. Okay, Joe Biden, let's do it. Uh, We waited over a month to make our fancy graphic counting the number of days since the accusation. And what does the media do? Completely blow up our spot and actually ask him about it. Thanks a lot, Mika. And we should really recognize that maybe the media is improving I mean, 35 days? It's been over 3,500 days since Fast and Furious, and we still have no satisfactory answers on that thing. First, though, Biden released a statement about the incident. It begins, April was Sexual Assault Awareness Month. 
I have to admit, since he released that statement like right after midnight early this morning, I kind of wondered if he was going to follow up with, but now it's May 1st. Sorry, yeah, you missed your window. He should have tried that, I think, because the media probably would have just shrugged their shoulders and moved on. But Biden went on in the statement, quote, while the details of these allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault are complicated, two things are not complicated. I got to say, it's good to see that there are at least two things in the world that Joe Biden does not find complicated. It's better than I thought. Before we get into the two things, what exactly do you mean the details of the allegations are complicated? They're actually pretty straightforward. 25 years ago, you were accused of doing something horrific. Since then, you've been telling us that we should believe the accusation because it was made by a person with lady parts. Nice and simple. So what does Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. think is so complicated other than the reasons that his middle name is actually Robinette? One is that women deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And when they step forward, they should be heard, not silenced. The second is that their stories should be subject to appropriate inquiry and scrutiny. Hmm, this isn't complicated. This is incoherent. Last point first, you want accusers to be scrutinized? Since when? You certainly didn't give that respect to Brett Kavanaugh when he was nominated for the Supreme Court. Here's Joe on the Today Show back in 2018. The woman should be given the benefit of the doubt and not be, not be uh, um, you know, uh, abused again by the system. Mm. It takes enormous courage for a woman to come forward and the bright lights of millions of people watching and relive something that happened to her, assert that something happened to her. And she should be treated with respect. Mm, amazing courage. This, as well as telling reporters back in September of 2018, quote, for a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally, you've got to start off with the presumption that at least the essence of what she's talking about is real, whether or not she forgets facts. So while the accusers of his political opponents should be given the benefit of the doubt and presumed truthful, even when the facts don't line up, his first statement about this alleged crime is all about how you should doubt the accuser because the facts just don't line up. Responsible news organizations should examine and evaluate the full and growing record of inconsistencies in her story, which has changed repeatedly in both small and big ways. He wants the media to pick apart the accuser's inconsistencies. A little different than when Kavanaugh wanted, a, you know, I mean, when Kavanaugh was going on, he wanted an FBI investigation to pick apart the defense of the accused. Biden claims, quote, news organizations that have talked with literally dozens of former staffers have not found one, not one who corroborated her allegations in any way. This is technically true. They found way more than one. But to the multiple people who they did find to corroborate her telling of the story were not staffers. And interns are not technically staffers either. And the interns didn't remember anything other than just general weirdness. From the New York Times, quote, two former interns who worked with her said they had never heard her describe any inappropriate contact by, by Mr. Biden or saw her directly interact with him in any capacity. But they recalled she abruptly stopped supervising them in April before the end of their internship. That's kind of weird. And while it's true that there isn't any corroboration from staffers, let us not forget this helpful education tool about how Washington works from roll call entitled 
Hill Internships 101, what you need to know, congressional staffers give their advice to the Hill's newest workers. The very first piece of advice, quote, number one, keep it to yourself. The top piece of advice shared by those on the Hill, what happens in the office stays in the office no matter what. That's a quote, no matter what. Always remember that advice. Now, it might not be fair to judge Joe Biden on a written statement, given his clearly, you know, he's known, I mean, for his strong suit. You know, how quick he is on his feet in a rapid fire back and forth interview situation. We all know that. So here he is in a state of denial with Mika Brzezinski. At the start, it's just going to be you and me. And I want to get right to the allegation made against you by Tara Reid. So the former Senate aide accuses you of sexual assault. And please, uh, to our viewers, please excuse the graphic nature of this. But I want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about. She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Oh, my. I mean, if it never, never happened, does that mean it always happened? He just admitted it, didn't he? I can't believe that. Would have been pretty surprising if he kind of just blurted out, yeah, I did it. I enjoyed it. Like to do it again. If I happen to bump into her in an alley or underneath a set of high school bleachers, I'm gonna do it again. You let her know that. I don't even know why they bother with this. Uh, remember the setup there, of course, from Mika. I love this. She says, it's just gonna be you and me. They've ejected all the people with penises from the interview, and that's important. File that one away for a second. We're going to come back to it. Here's Mika asking about Brett Kavanaugh. You said if someone like Dr. Ford were to come out, the essence of what she is saying has to be believed, has to be real. No. Why? And no, what I Why? said, it has Why to be. Why is it real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? Now, look, I have no love for Joe Biden. But notice the journalistic sleight of hand here and think about the motivation. She says the essence of what she says has to be believed to be real. As we mentioned earlier, Biden did say that it should be presumed to be real, leaving it open to be questioned after the initial presumption. Now, he never really gets around to that questioning from the Kavanaugh case. But think about what you know of the media. If they wanted to protect Biden here, they could have given him every way out of this. She actually words his quote as more damning than it actually was. I think they look at the way he's performed lately and they realize this election could be a disaster for Democrats. I think they want him replaced as the nominee. I mean, just me saying it, but I mean, you don't buy it. Listen in the background of this answer to the furious scribbling of notes and watch her left hand during this this clip here. They're writing and handing her notes throughout this entire thing. There, because the facts are that, look, she I'm not suggesting she had no right to come forward. And I never and I'm not saying any woman, they should come forward. They should be heard. And then it should be investigated. It should be investigated. 
And if there's anything that makes it that is consistent with what's being said and she makes the case or the case is made, then it should be believed. But ultimately, the truth matters. The truth matters. It's period. Great way to end that show. It's period. Profound. Um, I don't know if you could hear that, because uh, if you have headphones on or you had, maybe go back and listen to it again, you can hear the scribbling all throughout. You can hear the paper shuffling back and forth. It's pretty obvious. Mika is pretty tough on Biden throughout this thing. I honestly think they're looking to increase the pressure. There's a big faction on the left that realizes what is obvious to all of us, that Joe Biden can't do this anymore. Better to make everyone aware of that fact right now when they still have a chance to replace him. I mean, look at the predicted markets. Joe Biden is now down to a 78 percent chance to win the nomination that he's already won. Democrats are freaking out. But hey, maybe it's just because she's just a good journalist or another thing that I definitely don't believe. And while we're here, let's remember when Mika said it's just going to be you and me. Is it? Because I can hear everyone else on the staff passing you notes. This is just pathetic. You're terrified to have someone with the incorrect genitalia ask questions about the sexual assault of women. So you instead throw Mika on camera and have her read the handwritten notes of the guys sitting around her. That's female empowerment for you. Congratulations, MSNBC. Look, maybe all of this is just jaded skepticism. I'm not exactly above that. But I've been around this business for a long time, and this is not how MSNBC acts with a Democratic nominee. Back to Joe Biden, where he almost gets through a full denial without screwing it up. These claims are not true. There's no cooperation. I mean, they're not true. Almost, Joe. Why do you stop in the middle of that? No corroboration. It's not true. You can't say no corroboration because there definitely is evidence that supports the allegation, a.k.a. corroboration. Mika continued to press Biden on his records from the University of Delaware. And I think everyone is missing the biggest part of Biden's answer. Listen. The first is about your University of Delaware records. Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen? Hmm. Uh, Because, look, look, the fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that 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 I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. Their papers are position papers. They are documents that existed. I'm glad to hear they are documents that existed rather than documents that did not exist. That is important. Notice that Joe Biden just just throws in the word like the fact is the idea is in the middle of just random collections of words. It's really fascinating and sad to watch. The biggest part of this answer, though, has nothing to do with Tara Reid. I sincerely doubt there is a document in his own archives that says, "Uh, Dear Diary, went to pick up gym bag, inserted fingers in staffer, went to get an orange Julius. Oh, actually, there is one. Hmm, My mistake. (laughs) Sorry about that. But his excuse for not letting people see the records is bad enough. He says there are speeches 
positions he's taken and interviews conducted overseas that would be used against them. Well, yeah, they probably would be used against him. A private conversation with a world leader. Fine, I get it. There could be sensitive information in there, but a speech, a public interview, a position you've taken. We better be able to learn about the positions you've taken if you want to run the free world. I hope that someone actually follows up on that one. Hopefully we don't have to wait another 35 days. Not to suggest that Biden is, not, is at the you know, peak of his mental acuity. Just look back and forth and tell me that he hasn't, you know, this is not a man that has what it takes. You're telling me this guy does not have what it takes to be president? I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. Nothing classified with the president or anybody else. I'm just asking why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who who, who does that search? (laughs) Yeah, uh, who does that search? Holy crap, man, this is scary. Someone should have told Apollo Creed to stay retired and someone should have told Joe Biden to stay retired. I don't think there's anyone who's surprised that this went badly for Biden. It's obviously true. He's not capable of doing this anymore. But part of this is that he's handcuffed himself. The movement he's adopted to win favor of activists doesn't allow him to be honest Maybe he did this horrible thing. And if so, screw him. I hope he rots in prison. But obviously his position is that he didn't. But he can't make that case appropriately. He has to say her essence should be believed and she should have come forward. And I respect her voice and blah, blah, blah. To be entirely clear, as a society, yes, we have to take every accusation seriously. We must have the presumption of innocence for the accused. But we don't blow off someone who says they're a victim of a crime, no matter how powerful the person is that has been excused. But that is the policy of a society. The policy doesn't apply to you if you are accused of sexual assault and you know you didn't do it because you are you and you were there. You know you didn't do it, right, Joe? The appropriate response, if you are fraudulently accused of rape, is not to talk about how much you're excited to hear her truth. It's to call her a freaking liar. And it's to get pissed off. It's to have righteous indignation. Hey, Joe, wake up. This woman is saying you're one of the worst people on the planet. She's saying you should be in prison. Now is not the time to start quoting artists from the Lilith Fair. And one more thing, if you want anyone to take your claim of innocence seriously, you better start with a big fat apology to Brett Kavanaugh and a complete and total denouncement of the believe all women standard you tried to force through when it was to your benefit. Yes, men suck, but so do women. You shouldn't believe all of either of them. You should look at the evidence carefully within the legal system, preferably within a couple of decades of the time of the incident. And you should care about the truth even when it doesn't benefit you. I do not want Joe Biden to be the president. 
However, I'm not going to convict him of sexual assault just because I want him to lose. But no one is going to believe you until you acknowledge how wrong you were last time. How believe all women really meant believe all women that accuse people I don't like. Admit that and apologize for it. And then the American people might take your denial seriously. There's no way that's going to happen. And you don't deserve it anyway. I'm a little fired up today. I don't know if you could tell. Too much Black Rifle Coffee. I think that might be the uh, situation here. Black Rifle Coffee is a veteran-owned, unoperated, premium, small-batch, roast-to-order coffee company. I smell it every morning because now my wife is addicted to it. Okay? Every day she gets up, she gets a Black Rifle Coffee going, and she loves it. And I don't even find the uh, empty cups I used to find in the microwave when she would start to reheat her coffee and then just give up on it because she didn't really like it that much. Now it's all gone. She finishes it. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world, and they always roast to, uh, their coffees to order. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties, and many roasts are available to purchase in these single-serve coffee rounds, which is what we do because we're lazy. Best way to enjoy uh, the Black Rifle Coffee is Black Rifle Coffee Club. You choose the amount and the blends that you want. That's what we have at the house. Black Rifle Coffee discounts the price, and they ship it directly to your home or office completely free. BlackRifleCoffee.com slash stew is the place to go. Make sure to enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Plus, they'll receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products. It's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. I'm sure you're all feeling the same weight off of your shoulders as I am today. Joe Biden totally did not sexually assault his former staffer because he said so on MSNBC. And I totally believe him. As eager as we are to move on from this ugly incident and purely in the name of due diligence, there's just a few teensy weensy questions remaining about the incident in question. Here to tackle it with me is uh, is commentary writer and former congressional uh, staffer Drew Holden. Drew, welcome to the program. Stu, appreciate you having me here today. I will say, uh, Drew Holden 360 on Twitter has become one of uh, one of my must-follow accounts. As you have uh, over the past couple of months, especially, just laid laid out the media over several different topics. Um, you you really have been able to catch them. You're almost the freezing cold takes of politics for me right now, um, which is quite a compliment uh, coming from me. Um, you really have found that this hypocrisy runs much deeper than I think any of us realized. I, I think that's true, Stu. And I mean, it's unfortunate because they do give me an enormous amount to work with. <laughs> but it seems like every day we've got a new topic or a new issue that they're saying something today where they said the complete inverse of that just a month or two ago. Uh, it's it's stunning. It is. You know, I think part of this is Trump um, because Trump is uniquely yeah. uh, able to get under their skin and they feel like they just have to take the opposite side of whatever he says. And, you know, Trump occasionally will will, you know, he has some rhetorical flares into various different things. And they whenever sure. he does one of these things, they just automatically take the opposite side. And he is they are just caught over and over and over doing this. It's it's unbelievable. It's the short term memory is something that is almost stupendous because you're right. Whatever he does, whatever he says, they've got to take whatever the opposite road that is. 
without even stopping to think, hey, maybe I said this exact same thing that Trump did on the public record months before. Mm. Lost on all of them. It's, it really is amazing. And you found so many examples. I was just I, this is one that caught my eye because this is one of the more subtle ones you, you pointed out, which is this is uh, with Brett Kavanaugh. They, the AP writes uh, breaking Supreme Court uh, Kavanaugh arrives at the White House amid scrutiny of high school era sexual assault allegation. Well, how do they cover it with Biden? A sexual assault allegation is raising Joe Biden's first big challenge as the Democrats uh, Democrats presidential nominee, fueling Republican attacks and leaving many in his own party in an Uh. uncomfortable bind. I mean, look, that is a completely different standard of coverage, and it presents one as this sort of unfair attack in a mountain that Joe Biden must climb while the other person and Kavanaugh is just straight out guilty. Yeah. And the mountain, of course, is only put there by his opponents in the Republican Party. It wouldn't exist. It would it, there would be nothing. Right. But but for Republicans being concerned about any of this, it, it, he would have nothing. He'd, he'd be the nominee. He'd be the president. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? He's got a clean slate. Totally fine. And that, I think that is the, the part um, uh, that really fascinates me, because there was a time I remember back, you know, going back to like, the, say, the 2004 election, I think it was John Kerry's running. And he comes out and he this statement comes out in a commercial and it's John Kerry saying, I did vote for the 86 billion dollars before I voted against it. And it was this big scandal. And, you know, you could argue it was a big factor in that election. Right. And I think something has changed since then. Yeah. Where no longer people seem to care that they said the exact opposite thing two days ago. And now they've completely changed. There's no accountability anymore. And even when you catch them in these moments, they don't seem to feel bad about them. No, it it bounces off. And I think what what tends to get me, particularly with the media, is when you've got media as activists, the the truth doesn't matter nearly as much, right? They've got an important role to play in their own minds to write the record, to defend democracy from dying in darkness, whatever it is. (laughs) And so whether or not they happen to believe something else back when it was a lot more convenient for them to say it the other way, that doesn't matter. They're on a crusade. Who cares? Mm. How do you see this? Because I mean, there's a there's two teams of this conversation, at least for I think there has been for a long time. The side where the media is out there, they're intentionally yeah. trying to get Republicans to lose because they want Democrats to win. And then there's the other side of it, which is these are people who are just generally liberal in by nature. They don't necessarily notice all of this bias, yeah. but it's just applied naturally because that's who they are as people. Where do you see that uh, landing? Yeah, I mean, Stu, I I, got to be honest with you. I think for a really long time, I've always thought that the latter was the case, that we've got a media who I think it was 96, 90 percent, 97 percent of them donated to Clinton rather than Trump. You've got, you know, estimates of people in the media ranging from 60, 70, 80 percent left leaning, depending on how you look at it. And so I think I'm still of the opinion. It it can be hard to hold to this opinion sometimes, but (laughs) I'm still of the opinion that they don't see it. Right. And so what I'm trying to do a lot of the time with these threads with my writing is just hold up the mirror and let them see it, because I hope and maybe I'm naive, but I'm still hoping that they just don't see it and that it's such groupthink, right? It's not just one person who happens to think that way. It's all of these reporters and all of their colleagues and all the people that are around every day. I think one of the things I really appreciate about the work you've done recently is, is that the, the, the evidence is absolutely overwhelming. It's not, you know, three or four stories that are giving you an example of the type of coverage. There's dozens and dozens and dozens of these. Um, one in particular that I, I want to uh, hit on um, recently in, in, uh, in the news, and it's, it's been a real problem for me to stick with what you just pointed out as the latter uh, of those two options. 
the CNN Chris Cuomo thing is driving me insane. This guy who says he has coronavirus, and I, one of my friends, he absolutely swear on his grave, he did not have coronavirus and he just did it for ratings. I don't know if that's true, Yeah. but that's, that's just a conspiracy theory. But I, I would totally believe it from Chris Cuomo. But he, he says he has it. He goes through oh, this thing. Shame. He breaks quarantine. He gets in an altercation without a mask on with a bicyclist. He talks about it in his own show. Then he acts like it didn't happen. He fakes coming yeah. out of the basement. And, and at the end of the day, I would have hoped that CNN would say, look, Chris is a great guy. He was sick. He made a, you know, he, he made a little a dramatic choice, which he shouldn't have on a news network. Come on. They do nothing. They don't even talk about the controversy. How can that be possible? I, I don't. I, I mean, I think, unfortunately, the reason it's possible is because no one's holding them accountable. Right. They, they are not feeling the pinprick of accountability, no matter what they do and no matter how just palpably ridiculous it is. Right. The thing with Cuomo that, that gets me and I'm sure gets you, too, is it's so out in the open. He has discussed the fact that he like this is a charade that he's left, that he's broken quarantine. Um, but they're getting the viewers. They're getting people in. Right. CNN has had their best couple of weeks since quarantine started. And so I think they know that even if it's wrong, even if what they're saying isn't true, people are going to keep tuning in. MSNBC, NBC, they're not going to hold, you know, they're not going to hold CNN to account and they're going to get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It, the incentive structure here is not good because, you know, you see this happen all Terrible. the time. They come out and, they, and they'll, they'll tweet something that's inaccurate or completely one sided. It'll get forty five thousand retweets. Then they'll correct it and it gets eight hundred and ten. Yep. And, you know, I think they see this as a workable model. And that's why I as much as I'm with you, as I, I think generally, and there's still a lot of examples of people in the media who are just liberal and sometimes go a little bit left. Oh, yeah. There's people trying to do their best. I, there are really good, mm -hmm. even at CNN, really good reporters. But on the other side of that, yeah. I think more and more these guys see this, particularly in the Trump era, as as a moral choice. Even if they have to break the journalistic rules, getting Trump out of office is more yep. important than those rules. They'll do it this time and then later on they'll be better. I really think that's how they're starting to see it. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think that there's this mentality and you see it, too, with some of the some of the real hardcore grifters on on the right side, too, who have mm -hmm. gone incredibly anti-Trump because there's this mentality that, OK, this is a moment in time. All we have to do is get through it. And once we get get through it, we can go back to normal. Well, well, this has been a weird thing. We've got to get out of our system. And I think the thing that they lose sight of is, one, they're setting up the future by doing this. They're already setting the way we're going to be talking about and looking at all these issues, no matter who wins in 2020 or 2024 or 2028. Mm -hmm. But they're also losing perspective of the credibility they're losing. Because I do think you're going to see more people who do start to wisen up and wake up to this, right? The idea that, that you can't trust these networks is a relatively new phenomenon. And I think it's snowballing in a way that they don't necessarily see. Yeah. And that when that bill comes due, it's, it's going to be really bad. I think you're totally right. Uh, Drew Holden 360 on Twitter is a great place to go follow. Great stuff. You got to uh, make sure you check that account out and follow it because, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I can't. Some of the stuff you found is, has been really amazing. And uh, I really appreciate you doing all this hard work. Appreciate that, Stu. I'll, I'll keep it up. I promise. All right. We're going to be back here in a second. Got to be careful here, but a few weeks ago when all of this started, I was having a virtual drink with a good friend, Jeffy Fisher, when he says, Stu, by the first day of May, I'm going to lose 50 pounds in, 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 in my home time here. 
I said, there's no way. You know, you, you love to eat and you love to not use your legs. Uh, way too much for that. Arguments were had, money was wagered, and now here to show off his amazing transformation, his host of the Blaze <laughs> podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. What's up, Jeffy? I admit you were correct. Uh, I don't know where I have to send the check to, but there's no way, way I lost oh. 50 pounds. Uh, sorry, I apologize. I have not lost 50 pounds. I will say. Uh, uh, it, if it the, feels like I could have gained a thousand. But oh, I'm, uh, I'm in the same place, man. This has been ugly. This is my health. Uh, now, I wasn't healthy before, but I mean, it's, this has turned way downhill. I can tell my wife is judging me at this point. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> well, I was healthy uh, when when this all started, Stu. And you know me, you couldn't couldn't drag me away from the gym. So mm-hmm. this has really been a, a terrible time for me. <laughs> well, you <laughs> are health and you are trying to figure out ways to get free TV. Yeah, no, it's true. Thank you. Um, Thank so you. I mean, that's clear. <laughs> so I like how you've been doing this. That you, uh, as as you tend to do, you work the system. Uh, and you have uh, come up with a lot of options for free television watching here in this period. Uh, you go through some of them because some of them I have not signed up for. And I have no I don't know if they're worth it. The, the Quibi thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm very skeptical on it. And I'll tell you what, uh, I started out with the Quibi. It was uh, really fun in the beginning. You got they're giving 90 days free, by the way. Mm. So, I mean, anything 90 days for free is for me. But uh, it's some of the product. They have spent a lot of money on programming and there's some really great shows, but they released it really, I think, at the wrong time because it was built for in between times. Yeah. Uh, You know, when you're at the doctor's office or you're waiting here at the drive through or whatever. And we haven't had a lot of in between times. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you know that in the last 40, 50 days. So, uh, it, you know, I went, you start watching their shows and instead of watching an episode that's 10 minutes, they're all less than 10 minutes long. Uh, each, each episode is less than 10 minutes long. So you start watching those and you, you know, we're built on, uh, just binging now. So you binge the whole season of this, of whatever show it is, and you're done in an hour and a half and it's over. And so I don't know that they can stay alive uh spending the money that they spend 90 days free and then i'm gonna have to pay to get that i don't know good luck i hope it works it'd be nice and you still have uh you have uh cbs all access you can get 30 days free uh you can you have nbc peacock gonna drop in july that's gonna they're probably gonna give access for 30 or 60 or 90 days for that you had uh showtime giving out 30 days free through Amazon. I mean, you can still get a lot of streaming devices, you know, for free. Just, uh, you know, be ready to uh, binge that month on what you want to watch from from those streaming places. Otherwise, you know, you're going to end up having to pay and who wants to pay? (laughs) Now, that's not what you should do with Blaze TV. Blaze TV, of course, is something you should you should sign up for and you have a free period there, but continue to pay for the rest of your life. That's what you do at blazetv.com slash do promo code Stu save $30. Do that there. Other places you can skimp out on. Stay with us for the very long term. Uh, Jeffy, I want to I want to ask you about the uh, the difference with the uh, the way these movies are coming out. I'm fascinated by this because movies are real part of my life. I really like going to the theater. I love dine in theaters in particular. If you look at me, you can tell. And I feel like there's an there's a chance here 
that that all this stuff is going to go away because people are terrified of going into large groups of people. And now we're seeing success from these movies being released uh, direct to streaming devices. I mean, is this the end of the movie industry when it comes to cinemas? It could be well end of the theater industry, right? I mean, they uh, they've been fighting and struggling with uh, the movie company and industry for quite some time now. Over uh, the release dates and times, you know, the theaters always wanted two months of leeway before it got released digitally, and now uh, Universal released their Trolls, you know, digitally, and that made you know hundred million bucks. And they get, uh, come to find out, they get 80% of the digital revenue, mm. over 50% from the box office. So guess which one they like the most? <laughs> uh, the one where they make the most money. And they said, you know, they came out and said, well, you know, we're really uh, looking at uh, releasing a lot of our newer stuff uh, over the digital platforms. It went over so well. And AMC got, uh, you know, got their panties all ruffled up and the, the big theater mafia, uh, you know, puffed their chest out and said, well, then we're going to stop playing any Universal films. And uh, Regal Theaters, or Cineworld, the company that owns Regal Theaters, uh, they came out and said, we're not going to air those Universal films either. We're behind AMC. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking Universal is going to win that. Uh, if they release big movies and mm. it doesn't show up at the theater... I'm watching it at the house. Yeah. It's fine with me. Uh, I'm okay with that. We should point out here uh, that uh, you are you have a, a very strong um, uh, bias towards staying in your home. Now, I don't know if right now you feel I exactly do. that I way do. because of all of this has been going on, but you hate going out to the movies. Uh, we got to take a quick break. I want to come back on the other side. I want to talk to you about the other entertainment we've lost here uh, in the past couple of months, sports which is going uh, down the tubes as well. And what's going to happen? We're going to have more with Jeffy here in uh, just a second. Back in just one moment. The anxiety and stress caused by debt is overwhelming. You don't want to deal with it. It makes you feel alone, like there's no way out. But there is. There is a way out. Freedom Debt Solutions is here to help. Freedom Debt Solutions has more than 400 debt experts standing by to recommend the right solution for you. No matter which solution you may qualify for, Freedom Debt Solutions can help you get rid of credit card debt faster than you can on your own. And, you know, look, we have one low, affordable monthly payment. It's really easy. You can get it all combined. Plus, you know, can you, can, you, can you get a better rate? Can you make a lower payment? I mean, you, you got to give this. You got to give it a shot. If you get ten thousand dollars or more in credit card debt and are struggling to make monthly payments, there is hope. Stop the stress and anxiety your debt is causing, and find out how you can talk to a Freedom Debt Solutions expert and get your free personalized debt consultation today. Go to freedomdebtsolutions.com/stew. It's freedomdebtsolutions.com/stew. Make sure you go to slash stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And, of course, you get hooked up with all the information that you need. FreedomDebtSolutions.com slash stew. Back with uh, Jeff Fisher, host of Chewing the Fat with Jeffy on Blaze Media podcast. Um, I was tweeting something this past weekend. And as I was typing, it, I was like, oh, I hope Jeffy doesn't see this because I don't want to hear it. (laughs) But it was one of these things where I was looking at this Michael Jordan documentary And, uh, you know, they're just letting F-bombs fly right on regular ESPN at like 8 o'clock at night. That is not, I I understand you don't care about some words because I knew Jeffy was going to say the thing he said, which was, oh, what are you, the word police? 
But I, I will say, like, I'm that is a, you an interesting cultural development, is it not, Jeffy? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I, I, you know, I will. I'll concede to that. Yes, it is. And I, and I definitely have a have a word police problem, but it definitely is a cultural phenomenon, right? I mean, we they have not uh, they have not let it go that far uh, before, and they're saying something, right? They want us to be okay with it and move on. And you know, look at. It's cable, right? It's ESPN. It's cable, so it's pay TV. They can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I agree with you in that, like, they can get away with it. But I feel like something like this, if you go back, I don't know, 10, 15 years, this would have been, like, the big talk radio topic, you know? Like, I, like it would have been the thing that we're all discussing and, like, going back and forth on, is this right? Is this okay? This has just kind of happened with no discussion, um, you know, likely because tens of thousands of people are getting wiped out by a virus. Uh, and, you know, this is ESPN. This is a Disney-owned network, <laughs> and nobody really even bringing it up. It does seem strange that uh, we were really trying to uh, promote Michael Jordan, uh, the guy that's this legend. Mm. And uh, it seems like that in you're right in the past, something like that would put a bad mark against the legend. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was just that it was everywhere and so prevalent. There was nothing they could do about it. It was just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that might be the case, right? Because you watch some of that and it's everywhere. It's so prevalent that uh, you start beeping that out and you end up with with why are they beeping everything? What's going on? Yeah, it's like trying to get a Quentin Tarantino movie on, on you know, regular television. It's difficult to do. But, I mean, they ran the, uh, what was it, right. the Osbournes like that, right? You know, the Osbournes, the whole series was nothing but beeps. Yes, they did. And they did an entire series like that. Uh, yeah. Before we uh, go, yeah, though, Jeffy, I, I got to get your opinion on this. This, <laughs> this is an amazing story. Um, it comes from David Falk. He's a jo- uh, Michael Jordan's uh, agent. He tells this story to WFAN in New York. Um, I brought Michael Jordan a deal three years ago for $100 million. All he had to do was, other than giving his name and likeness, make one two-hour appearance to announce the deal, and he turned it down. God bless him. He's been so successful. If it gives him the opportunity to do whatever the hell he wants or what he doesn't want, I really admire that. He's very, very selective in the things he wants to be involved in. Is there anything, Jeffy, that you would not endorse for $100 million? Well, let me answer that. Uh, let me think about that. Hold on. No. Um, in fact, I'm going to offer whatever they wanted Michael to do for a hundred. Uh, you know what? I'm today and today only twenty five million. I'll do what you wanted Michael to do for twenty five million just today. You don't even know what just it is, today, and though. you're still going uh, tomorrow. I, tomorrow, tomorrow, I go back up to a hundred million. But uh, today is twenty five. No, I mean a hundred million bucks. Mm. Seriously, what? You're, you're going to do anything. Yeah. I, I, I find that surprising. You're going to make I some really, really bad choices for $100 million. Well, we got to let you go, Jeffy, because I, I know your phone's probably ringing for this $25 million offer. <laughs> okay. Uh, make sure you check out Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Uh, subscribe on uh, on uh, iTunes and everywhere else you can get it. And, of course, follow him on social media as well. Jeffy, thanks a lot. We'll be back in a second. Happy Freedom Friday to you if you're in a state that's letting you outside. Uh, congratulations on that. I am about to go to dinner. Very excited about it. It's life-threatening, uh, death-defying. I'm going to somehow give it a whirl. We will see you, hopefully, on Monday. Have a good weekend.